Hi everyone, welcome back to Central American Voices. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. Today we're talking with Jen C. It's a Valdorian that is currently going to law school in NYU. She's interested in immigration services. Thank you, Jen C., for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Say a little bit about me. So I grew up in the D.C. area. Well, I say D.C. area, but really Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and so I was in, grew up in a predominantly Salvadoran neighborhood. And then I went to school in the Northeast. And then I was back in Virginia. Now I'm in law school. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping to do something at the intersection of immigration and human rights. Um, right now, I'm actually in Ensenada, so I'm, it's really interesting to do this podcast while I'm here. So, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, from El Salvador, I think what this is one. No, I think this is like the second one that I have from like Central America recording. So, oh, that's so cool. That's really nice. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you, Jancy, for being with us today, all the way from El Salvador. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, so yeah, so you grew up mainly in like the DC. Uh, you know, Virginia, Maryland area, which is known as DMV. How was going out, uh, growing up in that area? Like mm-hmm. you said that um, it was predominant, like Salvadoran mm-hmm. uh, area, like community. So how was, you know, as a Salvadoran, how was it growing up in a community that was pretty close to how you identified? Yeah. Your so, background? so I didn't realize like when I was growing up, like most of my family's from that area. Um, and actually like now that I'm older, I realized that a lot of, um, Central Americans or Salvadorans that are there are from Oriente, right? So that's like the East coast of El Salvador. And like, I feel like there's a strong sense of community. Um, so actually the neighborhood where, um, I grew up, well, I didn't fully grow up there. Like I was a baby, so I don't have too many memories, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's called Chilawa, which is named after like a city from, because so many people there like you know are from El Salvador and Mm -hmm. um so I just felt like I felt like it was normal like I thought every like Latino or Latina Latinx in the U.S. was Salvadoran or like Central American because you know like that was like my normal and then Mm -hmm. um when I went to um college um, I went to school in Connecticut. I went to I went to Yale, and everyone there is um, like Caribbean, right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, I was like, it was this was like 2013. I was like literally in shock because I was like, whoa, this like I didn't know that this was you know like mm-hmm. I thought everyone was Central American, and so it was just like what was normal to me, like, um, and people like you know. Now I think like because of social media, I think everyone knows what pupusas are, right? Mm-hmm. But back then in like 2013, like no one in college knew what they were. Like mm-hmm. it was just like it was very interesting. I think like there's been a lot of like change. I think in the, in the last mm-hmm. few years with respect to like uh, Central American visibility, right? Um, mm-hmm. But back then it wasn't really that big. Uh, so yeah, I felt like I didn't realize how much like um I grew up like around Central Americans like you know because it was just like what I thought Mm -hmm. was the thing for everyone and then when I left I realized oh like this actually isn't like normal for (laughs) other people okay yeah wow I mean 
I feel like that culture shock is always like it's for me. It's interesting to to see it from your point of view how like you had that interaction in college. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have you know we have said in previous um episode and like mm-hmm. like myself, I feel like I a sense of relief when I got to college just mm-hmm. because I grew up in a more um when when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, the community where I live is mainly like Mexican. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I have said, you know, I probably have kind of like in my high school with my hand, like just five hundreds. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. The, I think that was the max I was able to meet. Of course, there were like more Salvadorans and like mm-hmm. one of them, but it, was, it wasn't like as, as big as you would like someone, oh, you know, like I'm from this part of Mexico, mm-hmm. so it's interesting to know that, you know, even though you, you were like, um, someone who grew up in that sense of community of Central America, mm-hmm. you were still, you still like experience the culture shock, you know, that mm-hmm. for a lot of people that was like, oh, high school or like middle school, but you got it to like college. So I feel like I don't know, like maybe you, I'm not saying like maybe, but um, you already know part of yourself, but you said mm-hmm. that you had like the culture shock mm-hmm. made you identify as the pan Latinidad and uh-huh. like, you know, um, so I thought that was so interesting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, um, as you know, uh, are you first gen yeah, right here? So yeah, like my parents were born in Salvador. Um, okay. yeah, but like, I don't know. I always feel weird identifying like first gen because my mom, okay. my mom went to, so she went to, um, Nova, which is like a community college in Alexandria. Mm. And then she transferred to George Mason. So I'm like, so in a way, like, it's really strange because I feel like, you know, she wasn't like, I did the whole college stuff alone, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't want to like insert myself into a community that didn't have that, you know, like both parents mm-hmm. didn't go to school, but I do identify a lot with like uh, first gen, you know, okay. life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally understanding. But like you know, um, as a person, you know, like who's your parents were like you know grew up born in El Salvador, and mm-hmm. even when your when your mom you know education profile, um, you were um, in college. Uh, I feel I don't know, like is college a very weird dynamic? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe, it's but, you know. Uh, but um so yeah so what it made you identify as a pan latinidad like for me that that was like when when you like yeah. when i was reading part of the entry i was like wow mm-hmm. like there was something that i never imagined just because mm-hmm. like i don't know i have talked to others and they're like oh no like i denied my identity you know yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and you and you didn't you just try to you know, like incorporate others, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think like now I'm in a place where I'm like, no, I don't actually identify <laughs> as like Latina. Like when people, okay, yeah, like I think it was like, it's like, I think my, like the evolution of my identity is so interesting because okay. like I never, like before college, I wasn't like, oh, I'm Latina, you know, like I never thought uh-huh. of that. Like I was just like, my parents are Salvadoran, like everyone I know, is mm-hmm. my family is like you know that's all I knew and then um what's it called uh and then when I went to college um there were like four other Salvadorinos on campus mm-hmm. and like um 
yeah, I think it was only like five of us total. I mean, there's probably more, but like, um, we have like this small group. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so we had a cultural center called La Casa and, mm-hmm. um, you know, different like ethnic groups had different like clubs and stuff. So mm-hmm. we, had, we had one, it was really tiny, but La Casa was like, for it was like a, like a pan Latinx thing. So it was like all Latinx mm-hmm. ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, because it was like, I never saw anyone, like I never saw my culture represented ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just super easy for me to be like, okay, like I see a little bit of like my culture in this other person's culture. Right. Um, mm-hmm. or like, oh my God, they're speaking like Spanish. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, like I think mm-hmm. like I just felt so lonely in college. Like, um, like I said, my mom went to college, but it was like, mm-hmm. her situation was so different. It was like, um, she was going like part-time or mm-hmm. yeah, she was a mom. Um, like I was old, but <laughs> I was like 10 by the time she graduated. So like, um, we had a you know different experience and, um, yeah, I just felt really lonely. And so, um, and also like Yale is a predominantly white institution. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I was like, oh my God, all these white people with me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It was just like, it was just such a lonely experience. I remember my first year was really, really hard. Um, just like being mm-hmm. with my home and just like everything that I felt comfortable with that I was mm-hmm. like, okay, like even the little things like, oh, I see like this girl dancing bachata, like that's so cool. Like that was what I grew up with. Like, let me like lean mm-hmm. into that. And then, so I think I like heavily identified like as Latina in college. And then when um, I graduated, I was like, oh, that was kind of weird. Like <laughs> when I graduated, I was like, why did I do that? Like I felt like, you know, do you ever feel like mm-hmm. um, yeah. embarrassment? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that was me after I graduated. I was like, oh God, like, why did I do that? And I mean, it wasn't always bad. It was just like, I think it was more like, I felt like I was suppressing myself a little bit mm-hmm. um, to kind of just fit into this like bigger picture type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I didn't realize like how much I, I mean, it was even like the smallest thing, like the smaller mm-hmm. things, like I was talking to, um, like a cousin of mine who I'm really close with and, you know, even like the language is different, right? Like, oh, you, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's different. Like my, um, like when I was in college, I really got into saying like cheese man, which is like, you know, like, cause me and mm-hmm. my friends would gossip all the time. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I realized, oh, that that's actually, like, not even the word that we would use, right? Like, we say chambre, mm-hmm. right? And uh-huh. so it's even, like, the small things I feel like, like, um, I participated in in college. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know why. Like, I didn't question it in the moment. And then mm-hmm. when I graduated, I was like, oh, when I went back to Virginia, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I actually did feel really disconnected from, like, what, culture. like, yeah, my culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you know what is very interesting? Like how you said, like before, you know, it wasn't, you didn't identify as Latina. It was like mainly like, oh, I'm Salvadoran, Mm -hmm. you know, because I have said like multiple times, like how I, you know, I, I was born in Honduras and then I moved at the age of 14 here. Mm -hmm. When I, when I moved to, you know, here LA, that's when the term like Latino, Latina, Mm-hmm. was mostly used you know mm-hmm. like for me it was like well I'm 
you know, soy hondureña, like mm-hmm. the person Salvadoran, like you will go right. for nationalities. I'll say, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. or, you know, if the person identifies something else, um, you know, like, you know, como las personas en, en Honduras, you know, like son garifunas and then mm-hmm. there was like, well, you know, I'm garifuna or something like mm-hmm. um, I, and so on. So I like, it's very interesting to know that, you know, even though you grew up in the, here in the United States, uh, when you move to, um, a college like that like when you sell yell for me i'm like oh that's white white you know like <laughs> you know like that i was like i want to know that that experience and i is it's funny but then at the same time is what had made this community like you said in the last years become more um oh like outspoken of mm-hmm. what our community like our culture or vocabulary or the things that we eat how we dress how we express ourselves um is because under that umbrella like quote unquote you know like into mm-hmm. like the umbrella of latino latina hispano mm-hmm. central america is never like right. it's like it's right. like over there down there just because you speak spanish yeah That's right, it. right you know yeah. um and you know, you see all this huge culture, like the Mexican culture, the Venezuelan, the Colombian, the yeah. Argentinian, the, you know, Puerto Rico, yeah. Dominicana, everything. You see everything. And, you know, you're under this umbrella because of the fact that you speak Spanish as, mm-hmm. you know, but like, it, or culture or traditions or like, you know, while we are, are never represented when it comes to a term Latino, Latina. Right. You know, yeah. and is 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 a very interesting dynamic um because like i have seen it and like sometimes i like people like oh so latina and like um, i feel like that little you know common como like you know like yeah. weird to you know like oh yeah i'm central american i i tend to say more like i'm central american i'm honduran than say i'm latina i'm yeah, like you too. know if you ask me it, um where are you from i'll say like i'm honduran i'm central american you know, but yeah. if someone put it, I go, I'm Latina or something like that. I feel like that term for me is so, but it like, it's not normal for me to say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's, it's not normal. I know like it, growing and now you said like, oh, you know, montón de gente dice, oh, los Latinos and cosas así, you know, but like mm-hmm. personally, I personally say go through like first, oh, I'm a during, I'm Central American mm-hmm. that way. Just because I, I mean, at the end, Latino, Latina, like we we can go on on that right. topic, yeah. You know, about, like it's an actually identification, it's not actually you know like right, an identity right. or like culture, you know. We right. can go on on that, but um, <laughs> you know, but I that would be a huge law, yeah. So yeah, well, and, you know, uh, but it's interesting to to know the fact, you know, how you experience that and how now, I mean, like I said, you like you now feel embarrassed but at the same time mm-hmm. i feel that that brought you closer to your community how you mm-hmm. said like when you went back uh to virginia um mm-hmm. you decided to visit more el salvador and yeah. I, I you know like how was the connection of you after going through the experience after feeling like you know i, I i'm not saying a disconnect but it's mm-hmm. you know poquitito you know yeah. like yeah. How, how was your experience after college visiting el salvador Oh, yeah, it was really, it was a huge, okay, so, like, just, this is, like, related, this is why I'm bringing this up, so I was mm-hmm. pre-med in college, and um, 
I decided to not go to med school my senior year. Um, so I, it was four years of pain and then I was like, never mind. Um, and, um, and I was like, I don't know what, I don't, what I want to do. Like, I have no mm-hmm. idea what I want to do. Um, I was, I felt really like lost in, in a way after college. Like I actually really enjoyed that period of time because I felt like I was kind of getting to know what, you know, what I wanted to do and just like really figure out like what the next step was. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, my mom, as a joke, was like, let's go. But she got my hopes up. And then I was like, oh, you can't back out now. Like you told me, let's go. And so the last time, so this was in 2018. And when mm-hmm. the, I, the, like the time before that, um, I came in 2009, I think. So it was like mm-hmm. almost oh, okay. like nine years. And like, yeah. I've, been trying to go, I've been trying to go in between too, like, but you know, with like MS-13 and everything, um, mm-hmm. like in 2015, I think it got like really bad where my parents are from. Mm-hmm. So they were like, no, like you can't go. Um, and I was like, okay, like, you know, I wasn't going to go against that. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I, I think around 2018, things were like calm. Um, yeah, things were calmer around here. So I was like, okay, let's go. So I came and oh my god when I got out of the like the plane I was like oh like you know like the air smells different like I don't know how to explain oh, yes. it yeah so I was <laughs> yes. like oh my god and the the air feels different and it just felt so like beautiful like I don't know how to explain it like I literally mm-hmm. yesterday when I got off the airplane I was like oh my god yes it feels so good to be back um so I remember like we were you know um my parents actually live close to Honduras, so, mm-hmm. um, so like we have the airports all the way in like San Salvador, so you have to like tr- like drive four or five mm-hmm. hours to get to like where my parents are from, and um, what's it called? Um, yeah, just like I remember just like staring out the window, just like looking at everything because it's just been so long. And when I got, I actually felt a little sad when I got to my grandma's house because. Um, when I like came here and I was like 14, I was like, Oh wow. Like there's so many young people everywhere. Like there, there's so much mm-hmm. community, just like everyone knows each other. Like, you know, in El Canton, like everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when I came here, I like did not see as many people or a lot of empty houses. Um, and like, there was just, I remember like in back in, 2009 like I would just like be able to walk around and just like talk to kids my age and that like doesn't exist anymore I think people just like Mm -hmm. stay at home more often and I just like overall don't see as many people and um so that happened in 2018 and then I came back I was able to come back like repeatedly so I came Mm -hmm. in April 2019 where my grandma was having this like huge birthday party um (laughs) which feels weird to say now because I'm like you know I'm so used to COVID at this point mm-hmm. that I'm like when I think of parties I'm like oh god um but, <laughs> so yeah a lot of my family like flew out and um so I came in April 2019 and then again in July in July 2019 I stayed for two months I actually left September 2019 so I was able to like enjoy a lot of time here mm-hmm. and um I think yeah after that I was like I think it just like helped me a lot like feel more 
it felt like something was off inside me. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And then just being able to like be here more often, like it just felt like something clicked. You know, like, I don't know how, I don't have the words to describe it, but I just felt like more connected to myself. Um, yeah, that's, that's as best as I can put it. <laughs> No, but that 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 is totally fine. You know, like you had me in a roller coaster right now. Like I was like happy crying, happy crying. You know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's like you know, it, it, I feel like I guess I completely understand you going to Central mm-hmm. America. The smell, like how warm yeah. it is, if it, even if it's cold, like the sun feel feels like mm-hmm. estaba abrazando, like yeah. it, like the noise, everything. It is is what feels like home. So I think yeah. like you going over there, like even though you know for you it's like you know you you felt this like connection and stuff. Like I feel like you truly think that El Salvador is like your home. You know, even yeah. though you haven't lived there for like mm-hmm. let's say like ten years consecutively, mm-hmm. uh, I I do think that you know that's what it is and it is truly amazing i'm jealous by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know i haven't visited my country and mm-hmm. um but it's 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 beautiful to see st- like you know stories like that mm-hmm. because like uh, um you know as a central american you just uh, that i grew up over there i feel like i took for granted that mm-hmm. you know like no me a veces you know um i'm like oh yeah like they, they, i will always visit you know el pueblito mm-hmm. yo siempre voy a ir a la pulperia mm-hmm. i will always see that and mm-hmm. now that i'm here and i talk with my cousins and this is something that i have said to some of my friends that i you know like that have grew up here and i'm like you know what's the sad part that like i will never be able to go back to honduras and have mm-hmm. my entire family together. And I yeah. feel like when you said that, like how empty houses and like there's like mm-hmm. less people, that's how it feels because, you know, I have now cousins in like other parts of the United States. I have cousins in like over there in Spain. I have cousins like mm-hmm. over there in down South, South America. Like, Mm-hmm. like how I remember Christmas, you know, like years ago, like, you know, growing up, corriendo en el pueblito de mi abuela, enfrente de la acera, mm-hmm. like, you know, playing landa, mm-hmm. escondite, like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I will never, like, I truly feel that way. And mm-hmm. I mean, that comes with a lot of, you know, I mean, it, it has a lot of connection, you know, as immigration, as lack of employment, mm-hmm. lack of opportunities, education, poverty, right. like we can name it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and have you saw like, oh, um, when you visited how it was like a lot of like young people and now there's not, I mean, young people are the ones who are migrating the most, I mean, right? Right, right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what? It makes me remind, like, lo que me recuerda. Do you know Rebecca Lane? Um, no. It's like a, she's a Guatemalan rapper, um, but she is amazing. Oh, okay. uh, she ha- Yeah, she has <laughs> this line that says, like, yo, yo no quería esta patria desgarrada, me la entregaron, me la heredaron, mm. uh, or yeah. something like that. And that's what I like, you know, like, young people, like, who were born over there, like, you know people like you know they grew up in these countries and like you know like you know where's the opportunities Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i'm not saying you know um that i know there might be opportunity but like i'm you know 
or like you need to have someone to take you somewhere to be some, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. And, and it is really sad. So, um, you know, you, you are able to see this, you know, firsthand, like you, just by looking at it, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, like mm -hmm. this time it, there's less people than when the last time that I came or, um, yeah. or stuff like that. So I think that it's very interesting to, you know, not only see that point of view, but, you know, the connection that you had, you know, con, con tu abuelita or going mm -hmm. visit over there, how you stay more than, you know, like a week or so. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, yeah. I, you know, to truly, you know, absorb, you know, like, lo que es right. El Salvador. Yeah. I have, I have visited Salvador like twice, twice, I think. And most of them was like, you know, just traveling. But, yeah. you know, I, I feel like all Central American countries are so beautiful. But is, yeah. um, <laughs> do you were able to like, um, during those times, do you were able to travel more outside of where your family from? Yeah. Um. We actually travel to, um, we try to like visit and go around. Um, mm. I actually went to Honduras twice on my last trip to Tegucigalpa. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we try to go around um, uh, and visit, but it's really interesting because I feel like the West side of El Salvador is so different from the East coast. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like very interesting, but yeah, um, but I mostly like I mostly just stay like where my like where my abuelas live because they live near each other, so that's nice. <laughs> oh, okay, that that's really nice, and you know, yeah. I know that your connection with you know El Salvador mm -hmm. and your community over there, um, the community here where you live in Virginia, and you know, others experience it. Like, um, how about you? You know, of course, a lot of uh, learning experiences, and you know open up mm -hmm. for like many other things um you're currently like in law school so right. you talk you know you have said like you know in the area where you live most of your um clients have been central american like mm -hmm. so for you that had like an honestly close connection to the central american roots in this case you know the salvadorans part of your family mm -hmm. um how is important, you know, not only as you as someone who has a background in Central America to help those Central American, but like how does mm -hmm. your like community, your understanding, your you know, the your connection pretty much um mm -hmm. helped you uh, not only get into law, like not law mm -hmm. school, like get into the legal field, and mm -hmm. what like kind of like what inspired you and how how was like that dynamic of now helping those. Yeah. That so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I un, like now that I'm in law school, I don't. So I used to work at, mm -hmm. in immigration law field, but as a mm -hmm. legal assistant. Um, mm -hmm. So unfortunately, now I don't really get to see people, which is like the worst part because you know, like you're in law school to help mm -hmm. people, and then you can't, you can't help people until you get your degree. Um, but uh, for me, it's like I have like a certain ideology right so like um um i think because of like my parents like stories and just like mm -hmm. them leaving you know this, this country when it was like near the end of the civil war like you know poverty mm -hmm. was terrible um mm -hmm. i think like i'm i definitely identify as like anti-imperialist anti-capitalist and mm -hmm. i like take that with me into 
like the immigration any immigration work that I'm doing and I think like what's what kind of made me well well, I guess I'll start with like what made me want to do law was that um I I think okay so when I came here I saw just kind of like you know you always see stories or hear stories or know someone who's Mm -hmm. you know recently arrived to the U.S. Um, and, and, you know, you go on the news and you always see like mass migration, but then mm-hmm. you don't really see like coming here. I saw kind of like what the effects are here. Right. It means that like a lot of the population here is older. Um, mm-hmm. it means that like, it kind of made me think like, what is the future of, you know, Central America? Like if mm-hmm. all the young people are leaving, like what happens down the line, like generations, like a few generations mm-hmm. down the line. Um, and I, that always makes me spiral. Cause I'm like, you know, I love it here so much that, you know, I don't want this to be like an empty country. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so that was part of it kind of just like, um, uh, just kind of like, okay, immigration is something that I want to work in. I don't know, know exactly how, but that is kind of like where I started. And then mm-hmm. the other part was like, when I started working as a legal assistant, Um, I was just, I just felt like it was so important that someone who, you know, oftentimes like at the office, like you couldn't always help everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's always a cap on something like immigration system is so messed up. Like you can't like at work, there's only so many attorneys, like there aren't that many lawyers. Um, and there's so many people trying to apply for something. Mm-hmm. And I I felt like whenever I got to work with someone who had just come from Central America, like I just felt more connected to them because like when they were describing something, like I knew what they were talking about because mm-hmm. I had witnessed it. And something about immigration is that for some reason, a lot of white women work in immigration. I don't know why, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like a whole issue there of like, white savior complex right but mm-hmm. uh so i i always felt like a little off because i was like you know it's like you're only i wonder like how far you're advocating because you for you this is a job right like for you you like work and then you go home but for me it felt like more personal like i myself mm-hmm. didn't you know immigrate but i grew up with in a family that did and I get to like come here very often. So I was like, felt more connected to the work. And for me, it wasn't like, oh, this ends at 5 p.m. Like I think about this all the time. And so that was part of it. It's like kind of like, there's a lot of like different parts of why I wanted to go to law school. Um, another thing was like, you know, for me, I am so privileged because I get to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people can't, right? And I was thinking, I mean, and part of it is because like people enter without inspection. And so it's like in immigration is called EWI. So people EWI and then, you know, they're, they're without status. And if you can't leave, because if you do and you try to re-enter, you, there's like a permanent bar, right? Like there's a few mm-hmm. like, years you have to wait. So like I have a friend who I speak to who came to the U.S. Um, uh, Iwi and he is undocumented and 
he's like, yeah, I want to go back so badly, but obviously like I can't take the risk of trying to re-enter or else there's like a mm-hmm. bar on me. Like, and then if he tries to break the bar, it gets even worse. Right. So it keeps spiraling. Mm-hmm. And so part of it was also just, I want people to just be able to move, right? Like I want people to be able to transcend borders, like borders aren't even real. Right. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I want people to have, you know, this freedom, this liberty to like move around. Like I want them to be able to feel connected to their homelands. So all of that kind of came together. And I was like, okay, I think that law school seems like the a good choice. Um, I don't know if it is, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but for now, I do want to do something like in immigration and human rights. Um, so I don't have like a concrete like, oh, this is the reason. It was just kind of like a mm-hmm. bunch of small moments or like small events or like things that kind of added together for to like get me to kind of like law school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, thank you again. Um, but, you know, I have told you before recording, like, thank you for everything, because I feel like we sometimes we don't understand that we need more people to understand, okay, the reason of migration, you know, for right. us, you know, yeah. um, and not that base, the little general thing that is like mm-hmm. economic thing. Right. Like, no, no, like the understanding of the reason of migration, you know, mm-hmm. like the roots of it. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from, you know, like how's, you know, it's, uh, we're talking in the context of Central America, you know, mm-hmm. of why they migrated back in the eighties, why they right. migrated in the nineties, why they migrated in the two thousands, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that understanding is valuable yeah. Yeah. when someone gets to someone's yeah. office and it's like, you know, uh, like, um, I came here seeking asylum. I came here like undocumented. Mm-hmm. I decided to make the trip. You know, I was fortunate enough to grab a plane. I, you know, mm-hmm. all those little things add up when it comes to immigration, you know, um, the understanding. Yeah. And like you said, I had had many questions like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I truly think that some people, you know, like are, are, are going into this field with, mm-hmm. you know, like open arms, heart and everything to the will right. of help. Right. Doesn't matter like of the background. Right. But like you need more people like that understand this in a more personal level, you know, mm-hmm. because how can like someone explain to someone what a gang uh, right. member is, you know, like something that is, you know, like, you know, something like that mm-hmm. to someone who does not know. Right. You know, and they mm-hmm. will say like, "Oh, well, but like you, you, you are a bus driver. Like, what does that like? You know what I mean? Like yeah, those yeah. type of context. Like, mm-hmm. it needs someone who understand region, people, background, everything. You know, yeah. language. Language yeah. is another huge e- issue right. because it's not the fact of, oh yeah, you speak Spanish. You took some courses who like to speak mm-hmm. Spanish." Right. You know, like, no, you need to understand the lingua, you know, like you need to understand what they're actually saying, you know. Right. So um, I it, for every Central American of you out there studying law school or, you know, planning to, you know, like as an immigrant, I, you know, to you, Yancy, I really appreciate 
anybody who have thought of that, you know? Right. Because I, I so often I feel like, nombre, pues aquí ya valimos. You know, like, you know, like you have those moments, like, no, pues ya, wow. yeah. you know, like, uh, like, or, or another thing is like, who do you trust? Right. As you know, as someone, you know, personally, like I'm talking to you as a, as an immigrant who, you know, I'm not able to go visit my family. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm able to hug my dad, yeah. meet my, my, my brother, things like that. Um, it's very hard for me to open up and say, this is my status. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To no one that I don't know. Or, or to someone that does not like, like me, you know, uh, sometimes I'm like, are they judging me? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, are they questioning me? Yeah. You know, um, do you understand the reason? Do you understand, you know, right. uh, do you understand the frustration? And do right. you understand the fear? Because right. if a person who doesn't understand that, like, it's hard for someone to open up. And I feel like in cases when it comes to migration, when people are seeking asylum, seeking, you know, any type of, you know, status, mm-hmm. um, if they're not able to open up more personally, had a connection with like, the lawyer or mm-hmm. the person who's helping them, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. You know, I, I, it doesn't, that's what, you know, I even, I mean, me, when I do my taxes, I like to go do it with a certain person because I feel like, yeah. no, you know, like, me siento más relajada that I know I'm doing my taxes right, right. you know, and nothing's going to come up, you know, or something like that. Or no me están robando el dinero or mm-hmm. no me están dando cosas así. So these are questions, normal questions, you know, like, um, the, maybe, you know, um, people who go into law don't, don't understand. You know, yeah. um, that is for uh, people like, you know, migrating here, the fear of, you know, in mm-hmm. la inseguridad que tienen al final mm-hmm. de todo mm-hmm. is very like huge. And, you know, sometimes you go by someone like, oh, esa era mi abogada o like, yeah. esa me ayudó para tal cosa. Y, y you go by, you know, el nombre. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I, I like listen to your, the reason why, you know, you decided to go into law school. It was little, little things, but mm-hmm. I feel like, and I want to tell you that sometimes it's like for someone who is on the other side of the table, having someone like, like you that mm-hmm. understands that I, I can openly, like someone can openly say about gangs that can mm-hmm. openly say, Oh, es que en, eh, usted sabe allá en el cantón. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. if you understand that, you won't like el ¿cómo se llama? El, you know is i feel like the connection of the lawyer yeah. and the, the client is more personal and i is that's what we need when it comes to immigration um immigration is you know uh so many people is it's a topic that uh, muchas personas they don't like to talk right you know or they don't yeah, it is. It a reason. Like they don't like to talk. It. It's too controversial for them. But uh, another things that I often say is that when people talk about Im- immigration, they often see Mexico and yeah. other countries. Mm-hmm. What about the Central American part? Right. You know. And mm-hmm. now people are looking in the in the media like, oh my god! Like there's huge caravans from I don't know from Honduras, mm-hmm. from El Salvador. From what part of Mexico is that is first like that ge- geography type of thing here is really bad, right? right? But like some people said, like, oh, you know, from what part of Mexico? Why are they coming from there? Right. 
So, and then they're questioning, you know, the fact of mass migration. And I know that's something you, you touched upon, like the mass migration that have come in the latest years, mm-hmm. why that has been a reason. And that was something that, you know, it pushed you more to, you know, mm-hmm. to go into law. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's very valuable for, you know, like I said, who, yeah. whoever wants to, you know, go to into law that understand those type of topics, connection, language, everything. If, if even like it's so minor, like you said, you know, un, una palabrita, so pequeñita, but yeah. it means a lot right. when treating with people trying to help. Yeah. I would just say that, I mean, for anyone who listens to this episode, um, you know, like that, just keep this all like with like what what we all just talked about like about knowing having that connection kind of just like having more roots I guess I think Mm -hmm. keeping that all in your heart like as you were speaking I was like I'm so glad to be like talking about this because in law school it is so hard (laughs) like everything (laughs) you're learning is like not related to what you're going to end up doing Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you're the only Central American in your entire year um, or like no one or like even like the Latinx groups will just mm-hmm. you won't they won't understand you or like you won't feel connected to them. So just kind of like keeping your kind of what brought you there in your heart mm-hmm. and mind is so important. And just to keep like reminding yourself of that. Because mm-hmm. the law is just so messed up. Like, and also just like at the end of the day, like, uh, that it, you know, like to have a, a bigger vision than just what the law can give you, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're kind of like, you're not like, if you go into immigration, it's like you have to know that you're not saving anyone you're not like that's not the point like you're not a savior Mm -hmm. your point is just like your role in all of this and I think this like is also you know what movement lawyers do is to just kind of like help Mm -hmm. like and give space really to like other people to like lead the movement whereas you're Mm -hmm. just like dealing with the kind of like administrative stuff right like Mm -hmm. like in movement lawyering you need lawyers to like help people get out of jail who get like, you know, who are arrested because they're protesting and Mm -hmm. the protest itself is the movement. Right. And Mm -hmm. the lawyers are there to just like keep everyone safe and like help them, um, like lead. And that's kind of like how I see immigration law as well. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of rambling, but I'm just saying that because, you know, I just ended my first semester um, and like, I, I felt really disconnected from everything we just talked about because mm-hmm. like what you're learning is like contracts, like what does that have mm-hmm. to do with anything? Right. Like yeah. you're just like, it's, it's really hard and you're just like, why am I studying this? You like start questioning so much and you're sleep deprived all the time, but then like mm-hmm. what you are able to just like have these moments to just kind of like reset. I think um, you kind of like everything comes back into place, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, when you were talking right now, I was like, yeah, I bet, you know, like law school is a lot of terms, a lot of reading that, that has nothing to do with people. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's more about the understanding of the law, you know, and mm-hmm. how I interpret it and all that stuff. But it's, it's true to what you said. And this is not only related to if you're going for law, for migration, if you're going for family, if you're going for, you know, like you said, like, someone who will be working with people like in jail like Mm -hmm. environmental like it the list is huge you know like business you know it 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 connects to each other because it's like you know at the end of the day like you of course like your top of your career you'll be defending someone right and yeah you can like you said you know no puede salvar a todo el mundo aunque you know, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, give everything or like want to say, you know what? There's no borders like that. That thing does not exist. You know, we right. already know, you know, but laws specifically here and in the United States have a very um, weird type of, you know, definition. I'll right. say. And yeah. probably in every country. But when it comes to in this in your in your, you know, feel, which is migration, well, you know, like, oh. It, it differs, like you know, from the border backgrounds because mm-hmm. I, I th- that has something that I have seen. You know, the background where the person's coming or where mm-hmm. the person's migrated. You know, it has to do a lot with that. For some, I don't know, um, but you know, I feel like it's true. Sometimes going to these fields, you might be the only one there. You right. might be the only Central American. You might be the only, you know, woman. The right. only, you know, you yeah. it, it will happen, you know, yeah. and it, it's really nice, you know, how Gen Z say, like, do not feel discouraged because it always comes to the point of checking and be like, okay, why am I doing this? Because I know Gen Z was like, <laughs> <"Cuántos cafés te tomaste?" laughs> you know, this past week, you know, like sometimes like you're just there and you're like, oh my God, like. You know, I have never, you know, I'm planning to go to like my master. I only have done my my bachelor's degree. And at one point I'm like, well, why am I studying two majors? Like why? Why? You know? Yeah. Uh, but then like now that I see back, I'm like, you know, I, I really appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I see, you know, the connection that I actually wanted to, you know, and what I want to do in the future and how I connect that with others. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, like eh, you said, like sometimes you just want to help um, some, but you can't help anybody. But it, you cannot help everybody. That's what I meant to say. Um, but it's really nice to hear from your point of view, Jancy. I know, you know, you have a really, really bright future ahead of you. Um, <laughs> you know, I know it's like you're you need two more years of suffering in law school. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see you in the field rocking always and but you know thank you for um coming here to talk with us this is something that i'm not very familiar with as you know like with law school and all the legal terms and but it was really nice to had a chance to talk with you your connection to el salvador and it's always happy to you know see people who have that connection you know to their background and their roots and it was nice to hear from someone, you know, ever leaving as an immigrant, you know, who are people out there that are actually thinking of helping people. <laughs> you know, um, do you want to add anything else? 
Yeah, I was just going to say thank you so much for um, allowing me uh, to speak on your podcast. I'm a big fan. Um, And, um, you know, it was really nice to just like speak with you about various things dealing with like Central America and um, immigration. Um, I think I like, like I said, I rarely get the chance to really like talk about this mm-hmm. in law school. And like, it feels like law school is like my whole life right now because of how <laughs> consuming it is. But um, it felt nice to just like kind of reset in, in this conversation. And then also, if anyone is listening, um, if you want any help, like regarding getting into law school, I'm always a resource for anyone. Um, especially Central Americans, I think that I would love to see more in law school. So if anyone wants to hit me up on Instagram, um, you can. My handle is J-N-C-P-Z. Um, it's just JNCPAS without <laughs> without any of the vowels. So um, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help anyone with law school. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And also thank you for sharing, you know, the knowledge and the experience with others and everyone, all her handles and everything. All leave them in the notes that way they can reach you more faster but thank you don't forget to check our website at centralamericanvoices.com where you can subscribe to our mailing list also follow us on instagram at sentime voices podcast and on twitter at sentime voices pod you can also like and follow our facebook page where you can join the central american voices facebook group if you'd like to support this podcast and my work you can donate through our website or become a patron i really appreciate it also don't forget to come back for our next episode